Welcome to the Savvy Working Mom podcast. This is the place where we share strategies to help you create a life you love. I'm your host, Whitney, a real-life working mom at a Fortune 500, professional speaker, and coach. I'm going to help you get real-life relief with simple systems so you can find more time and have less stress. With intentional daily action, you can live your best days now and forever. You've probably heard that clarity and self-care are two of the keys for building an awesome life. But in today's busy world, who has the time to figure out exactly what that means for herself? You can learn on your own, but you're learning in a vacuum. And with how much you have going on, it becomes really easy to put your own personal growth on the back burner, which is where I come in. When you work with me, you'll get support from someone who really understands the challenges of being a working mom. I want to give you a special invite to request a free strategy call with me by visiting thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. Again, that URL is thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. I look forward to talking to you soon. Parents come to Abigail Wald when they are tired of getting pushed past their breaking point and they're ready to like their kids as much as they love them. Tune into Abigail's podcast with almost a million downloads collectively and find out why parents call her a badass stealthy sparkle wizard and the Esther Peril of Parenting. Grab our podcast and more by downloading the Mother Flipping Awesome Parenting app and get your first week free. Abigail, I'm so glad to have you on the show. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So one of the things that we had been talking about prior coming on to the show, I just want to jump right into it, is about the guilt that we sometimes feel or maybe too often feel as mamas when we can't always be there for our kids. And as a working mom in today's world, it's just, I think, very much um, exacerbated by the fact that a lot of times we're working from home and we can't be there with our kids even though we're in the same physical space. Yeah. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. I think we should all feel horribly guilty for the rest of our lives. No, I don't. I actually really don't. Here's the deal is there's there are things we can do to put in place to make it beneficial. And one of the things that we can do that makes it not helpful is to feel guilty. It's like, it's fine to feel guilty if there's a reason that there's something there for you to change. And what I mean by that is if you've got your kids in a daycare or a situation that you don't like, then, and that's feeling your guilt, then use your guilt to tell you, I need to find a better situation when I'm not around, right? So if the guilt is actually giving you a message of action, then take action, all right? And then it's beneficial. But just to feel guilty because like you should be there all the time, well, that's not necessarily true. First of all, I think kids watching parents live out their passions is a very positive thing. Secondly, there are plenty of ways, and we'll go into this right now, but plenty of ways that we can be there for our children at key moments in key different ways. So let's be real. You can't have a relationship with your child if you're not going to spend any time with them. Okay. That's absolutely true. But you could have all the time in the world and not have a great relationship. What matters is how you use time. All right. So we can get really good at using simple moments of time. Like it can be as simple as instead of like, Hey guys, we got to move out quickly. Go brush your teeth, go brush your teeth. We got to go. We got to get in the car. It can be as simple as taking a moment when you're brushing teeth to play a little game of like, 
oh, can I brush this one? Because you know what? This reminds me of the broccoli we ate last night. Because I think this tooth is getting green. No, I'm serious. It's getting green. Right? <laughs> and we can like play and like have a moment of joy and connectivity that can last for hours. I mean, we all know what it feels like, right? When you've spent like time with somebody you love and you're like glowing for hours. That's what we have the opportunity to send our kids off to school with every day. You don't have to be there for the memories to last, right? Oh, you really don't. You just have to make memories and you have to get good at making memories. First, can you share um, your mama? Can you share um, about your kids? Yeah. So my guys are now 12 and 14. And, you know, I have lots of different ways that I connect with them. I am a working mother and I work full time. I mean, I really work a lot. I do work for myself and run my own company. So because I'm an entrepreneur, that does mean I have some flexibility, obviously, around my schedule. It also means that I wear a lot of hats and it means that I work a lot. And so it definitely has impacted my family, the fact that I work as much as I do. There's no question about that. It would My family would look very different if I wasn't. That said, I think my kids also really value what I do. They've come and said outright at times that they... They really think it's so interesting and they're really proud of me for helping support families and they, they see the value in this work. And I think that, that that really speaks to me and to my heart. You know, there are times that they have said, I wonder what I'll do when I grow up. Like, I wonder what important thing I'm going to do, you know, and that that just really warms my heart. So and that said, there if my husband didn't have as flexible a job as he had, we'd have to have a different situation. We'd have to either have more extended family or we would have had to have um, more schooling set up when they were younger. Like, you know, every family has their own sort of setup, right? And their own answers to that, you know? Um, so, yeah, and we've had to go through a lot of medical stuff in our family. Our, my oldest son has a congenital heart abnormality and I don't like calling it a defect because I, I don't feel like it's a defect but technically that's the medical term and it's major and he's had to have open heart surgery multiple times and so you know we've we've been through a lot as a family and I think it's also important that we give our kids over to the world right that's that's what we're having them for is to be in the world that's right yeah. they do eventually grow up and become their own adults Right. And maybe one day start their own families, but we yeah. don't get to keep them cuddled against us forever. No, I like to say the first few years you're curating the world for your child. But then at some point you have to start curating your child for the world, you know, so around age five or so you start curating your child for the world until 13. And then from 13 to 18, I think you're curating your child to curate themselves and the world for each other. I love those ideas of development. I want to go back to something that you had said earlier on about, you know, making the little moments, like making it fun when you brush your teeth, right? Taking that time to connect. Because I feel like as a working mom, one of the things that we struggle with is not having a lot of time with our kids, right? We want to have more time with our kids than we usually do. And so, you know, the time between when you end work and let's just say bedtime, right? The time from when you stop work and you're having dinner and then you're doing whatever activities and then it's bedtime. Um, or it's just like everybody needs their own alone time if your kids are older towards the end of the night. But for those small moments, for those few hours or sometimes just minutes where you are together, what are your thoughts or like how do you go about creating those deep connections with, with your kids? Okay, that's a great question. And I wanna, I wanna give 
your listeners two big things that they can do, okay? So one is, I like to tell parents, if you work outside of the home, park your car one block away from home and literally shift personas. Take a moment and say, I am taking off my work self. I am dropping that, I am letting it go and I'm moving into mom mode or dad mode, right? I, I am now shifting my job. And it's great if you can have a physical thing you do, like put your hair up or change your shirt or do something that anchors that in your body. And so you're actually like full on entering the job the way a doctor puts on a white coat. You know what I mean? Like I am now, this is now my space and my job. So that you're very clear that you're not just this person having this one long day, but you're very clear that I like to call it you're starting day 2.0, okay? That's number one. That will mentally put you in the game in a better way. Number two, I wanna talk about bedtime. And this is something that I think is really important. And uh, on the app, we actually have a um, one of our audios is about the bedtime portal. Um, and there's a lot of other things that can go along with this, but I like to call bedtime portal time. And the reason that I call it that is for several reasons. So number one, we have to understand a few things about sleep. So we think as parents, we typically think like, okay, the most important thing is like bedtime, bedtime at a certain hour. It's what you need for you. It's what I need for me. If we're being brutally honest, it's like, I need it for me because I'm done. Okay. And so we basically like close that door, just trying to get out of there. Like, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's kind of an awful feeling. It's like, imagine like, you know, when you're like in love with somebody and they just like, they can't wait to get off the phone with you. It's like, it doesn't feel good. Okay. So we have to understand that the relationship we have with our children, there's an almost in love quality to it. Yes. And obviously I don't mean like romantic in that way. I just mean an in loveness. Yes. Yes. And, and that in loveness, a child needs to feel that from you at night and in the morning desperately because those are very vulnerable times as a human I, I don't know how to explain it more than that but there's a kind of liminality that occurs in between bedtime and also in the waking up hours and very often if you have a child that wakes up and the first thing you do is you give them a command like oh don't don't put the dog that way or don't whatever the whole day is ruined right that first moment of welcoming and that last moment of the day those are very delicate times and you want to address them carefully. Hey again, it's Whitney. I hope that you're enjoying the show. If you're a busy mama who wants more time for herself and her passions, get started today by getting my free video short course, More Time and Less Guilt by Monday at thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash more time. If you're new here or haven't yet done this, it is definitely the first step to getting started and applying these principles to your life. Head on over to thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash more time and grab your free gift today. Even with my husband, right? So this is something in our marriage that has been very important. My husband usually sleeps later than I do. And he would, when he would wake up, he would come out of the bedroom. And the first thing he would do, because he's, he is definitely the clean freak in the family. And he would be like, oh, we got to pick up the socks. Oh, we got to clean this thing. Oh, we got to do that thing. And it would set me off. Like it put all my walls would go up and the rest of the day, I would just be so crunchy towards him. 
And so I realized I had to have that conversation with him of like, when you first wake up in the morning or when I first wake up in the morning, I need us to just like be happy together, um, to talk about something that isn't task oriented or about how, you know, I left whatever laying out. Yeah. Cause that really makes a huge impact on how I feel about him for the rest of the day. Oh yeah, exactly. And, and then you think about, we're doing that to our kids and they don't even know to speak up and say that yes. right? like, our kids don't know that they don't even know why they're getting so upset. They just know they hate you for the rest of the day. Right. Or they know they won't go to sleep, you know? Um, and so sleep requires safety. It requires a very gentle welcoming into the most vulnerable time of the day. And so when you start understanding that, and then you also understand, I call it portal time also, because when you understand how to read the room and you understand how to track your child's emotional progress and you become the benevolent leader of your family, you know, that, that, which is all the work that I do with parents, right? So you're taking a look at that and you go, okay, I understand that my child is working on, let's say a a project, an emotional project around shame or dignity, or, you know, this is a child that has a very sensitive, what I call dignity tripwire, where like, if you say anything that makes them, you know, feel like they're doing something wrong, like don't touch the cat that way. It's like, there's hell to pay for two hours. You know what I mean? And so you, you go, okay, I know what I'm working on with this child on sort of almost the way you, you handle a business. Like here's our macro, here's what we're looking at over the next three months. Here's what we're looking at the next year. Like you have that kind of sense of leadership over your family and in a very servitude way, like a, a real, a benevolent service, if that makes sense, but leadership at the same time. And, and so when you understand that, you use that portal time to go, I know this is where you're at interesting like let me lay on your bed and instead of like I'm going to do three books and then we're going to do this and then we're going to tell one joke and then I'm going to turn off the lights and then I'm going to go you realize that actually what a child needs from you is consistency of leadership consistency of connection and maybe we could dump those three books or keep those three books but we're also going to add like a period of time where the lights are out and it's free time and we're just chatting and I might bring up a story of you know something happened to me at work and I felt really ashamed. And then I tell a story from my life and I see, does the child open up? Does the child have something to say? And then I can plant a seed, like a little soul seed of like, you know, I think I might try that tomorrow at work. Thanks for that great idea. That really changes how I look at it. And now I see like, does that seed grow over the next few months? You know, cause that's, again, you're in that vulnerable space and time. So if you're using that ethically, then that becomes like a portal to their soul. And so I just want to say bedtime doesn't need to be this like, get it done, you know, and you're not a good parent if you like got him in by 7.59, lights out. It's like, it's a whole different spiritual midwifery, as it were. And when you look at it that way, that job, that day point 2.0 can be really exciting. I love that. I think that is such a magical way to think about how we interact with our kids, but one that is, uh, it sounds like rooted in science and, and that we can enjoy, right? So you don't look at bedtime like a chore, but you look at it like a moment to connect. Yeah, it really changes. It changes the relationship. It changes the day and, and it allows you to feel powerful because I think one of the things we're sad about when we're working is like, I'm missing my kids first step. I'm missing this, but I'm also, I'm missing the moment to plant those seeds. And we're not, we can, we can plant those seeds. As long as you have time with your child, as long as you're listening to your child, what did you do today? What, what mattered to you? Where are you at? Let me track you emotionally. 
then the child can feel held. They don't need to have spent every moment with you. They just need to know you care. Yes, that is so powerful. Thank you for that, Abigail. Well, before we wrap, I want to ask you the two questions that I ask every mom who comes on the show. What is your morning routine like? (laughs) So my mornings usually look like me waking up around 5.30 to 6.30, somewhere in there. And maybe I'll read a few articles I like to read some articles. It kind of gets me waking up, waking up my brain, um, knowing what's going on in the world. Um, Not doom scrolling, but like, you know, trying to just sort of wake my brain and connect. Uh, And then I wake up and I will sometimes write. I'm working on a book. Sometimes I will answer emails or do some work project I didn't complete the day before because I will never complete everything the day before. And so I'm prioritizing, I'm looking at my day, what needs to get done. I'm trying to tick off like job A, if that makes sense, uh, before the kids wake up. I will often have a coffee. Um, Sometimes I will stretch. Sometimes I will do meditation, but almost every morning I come down, there's a particular chair I sit down. We live now in a place for the very first time ever that has a view of these beautiful hills. and, and, And I look out and I, watch the sunrise and I take at least one moment to just let that in and then have a moment of gratitude and then decide what's my service for the day and then go and then I you know do that and then the kids wake up and then we're in a whole other set of circumstances then things just start going what do you mean by what's your service for the day so what's my needle what do I need to move in my business to feel good about myself who needs me in my community? What does my family need? What do I need? Like reading the room, like what I was talking about before, like who needs me? What's I love going that. on? That's so great. And you do it before, I don't want to say the chaos, but before the energy of others starts to enter your space. Right. Cool. And the last question that I have for you is what is the one thing that you want other working moms to know? That your work matters, that the work that you do out in the world hopefully matters to you. And if it doesn't get a new job. And I mean that like that your work matters. And if you're going to be spending time away from your family, which I'm going to presume matters from you, then it should be in a way that you feel good about because you have skills and those skills are translatable and mothers have skills that, you know, may not be what you typically assume should go on a resume, but we are incredible and we have skills. We know how to handle people who are upset. We know how to de-escalate tension. We know how to prioritize. We know how to time manage. We know how to do lots of things in very little time. Okay. And we also know how to handle our own emotions, right? This is one thing we become very good at over time. And if you don't know how to do that yet, that's okay. You can learn because, you know, we don't all start out knowing how, but you can learn. So I think that you can take those skills and get a job that matters and that you deserve that. You deserve to feel good about the work you're doing every day and to be financially rewarded for that work and for your family to know how much you matter. And if your kids say, I hate you, or I'm mad at you, 
it's not because you don't matter. It's because you matter so much that they want more. And you don't have to quit your job to give them more. You can give them more in some of the ways we were talking about. Okay, so those are just a couple of, there's so much more I would say, but those are a couple of the first things that come up. I love those. Those first things that came up for you are so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you so much for being on the show. How can people find out more about you? I had mentioned in the top that you have the podcast. Is there a website um, or anywhere else that they should go? Thank you. Yes. So they can go to motherflippingawesome.com. And from there, you will find the podcast, Mother Flipping Awesome. You will also um, find the app with, you can go to Google or Apple and get the Mother Flipping Awesome app. And your first week is free automatically. So just go download it, check it out, get support when you need it right there at your, your fingertips. Amazing. And we'll put all that in the show notes for you listeners out there, mamas, you can go ahead and check it out. You don't have to write it down if you're driving because safety, <laughs> safety, safety, safety. <laughs> That's all we've got for this episode of the Savvy Working Mom podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Also make sure to link up with us at thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash blog and on Instagram at thesavvyworkingmom. And please just share, share, share this podcast with any other mama who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember... With intentional and daily action, you can live your best days now and forever.